You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Welcome to this week's Momentum. It is Tim and Days back with you for the officially kind of first show of 2022 after a best of last week. And Des, how awesome is it to be back and doing this show Isn't for it? another year? Yeah, absolutely. Man. And you know, God has been so good in terms of, you know, the coverage that we have and also, you know, funding for this show. It's just been amazing that God has provided and and uh, we look forward to an amazing year helping thousands and thousands of men because our reach really now is thousands right. and thousands yeah. of men. Yeah, it's awesome. Actually, just relay one quick story before we start. You know, I had a I had a, a message from Facebook last week from a guy who's sailing a yacht in Croatia <laughs> and came across our podcast. <laughs> How amazing is that? That's cool. That's amazing. That's a God thing. It's, a, it's fantastic. So yeah, it's great to be here. A guy sailing a yacht in Croatia came across momentum and is tuning into the episodes. You know, it's funny also, I've had a, a couple of friends pick up the show too on the podcast, Des, and uh, it seems that once they get stuck into it, they can't stop. Uh, one guy in particular has gone through the whole 38 episodes of last season, which yeah. is awesome. So we would encourage you to check out the website and do the same, MomentumAustralia.org. Give you a bit of background about the show, give you a bit of background about Des and I, the heart for the show, and uh, of course you can hear some of the previous shows as well, MomentumAustralia.org. A couple of tips on that as well. Um, there's a bunch of stuff on there that might just help you out with life and uh, an opportunity for you to support this ministry. It is not for profit. We we do need some dollars and cents to keep Momentum on air. If you can help contribute to, to that in any way, shape or form, uh, Des and I would be really, really appreciative. MomentumAustralia.org. And so back to today's show. It is our great pleasure, Des, once again, to have uh, a gentleman yes. who we had on the show last year. His name is Steve Wickham. Steve, Welcome back to Momentum, man. It's so good to have you here. Thanks so much, Des and Tim. Steve, um, you know, we, we, uh, we'll give people a bit of background on, on Steve. Steve is currently working for the DFES, but he's uh, an associate pastor. He's pastored four, in four churches over the years. He's a pastoral supervisor as well. He's uh, been a school chaplain. He's a counselor. He works with the 12 Steps program. He's helped people deal with a whole bunch of uh, issues and things in, in their life. And Steve's got uh, a lot of wisdom to share. Steve, we're going we're gonna to pick some of your your wisdom this week and some of your brains as we look at some of the top 10 tips for just starting your year well. We thought before we, we get too much further into the year, of course, setting a year up is, is a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, in anything you want to do, setting it up requires a good foundation. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going to look at some, some 10 tips that we found that we think could just really help guys listening right now to um, to, to launch their year off with a, a good start. And look, I know we're a few weeks in. It's not too late to make some changes and some tweaks. So number one is talk to family more, put more effort into close relationships. And let's be honest. I mean, this is something that for some guys will find very natural. And for others, they're like, yeah, that hasn't been modeled terribly well for me over the years. Uh, I think one of the best motivators is looking back from death, you know, looking back at a sudden, uh, someone suddenly dying. And then those sorts of things happen in life, you know, and I don't want to put a downer on the conversation, but if you look at it from the, the fact of we can't take anything for granted. So actually spend some time, reach out uh, and and also forgive ourselves because there's a, there, we, we all fail in family. And, mm. we, you know, we need to be able to forgive ourselves. We need to be able to look at, at the positive and, and, and come back to that. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's uh, somebody said, I don't know who said it, but they said, being a great father is like shaving. No matter how good you shave today, you still got to shave tomorrow. And and it's and it, and it's so and it's so true. Except for me, of course. <laughs> but but it's true. You know, with your whole family, being a dad, being you know a husband, you know, and, and being a peer, I guess, and a son. I mean, it's just so important that we look at those relationships. I mean, I left my parents at home in Ireland when I came to Australia. And so, you know, I have so many regrets of not taking up, lifting the phone and phoning them when I knew I could, and I didn't do it. And so I, I, I encourage all men not to live with the sort of regrets like that. Just pick up the phone and make the phone call. Can I throw into that space as well and just say that with, with any relationship, right, it takes intentionality. And, you know, even with your friendships, Right, and, and for guys, if, if we don't be intentional with picking up the phone, reaching out to other guys, um, and that's our friends, but then often, you know, when we're living in the same house as our wife and our kids, sometimes we can take them for granted. Yeah. And, and those of us who've yeah. been through divorce and then find ourselves separated from that family environment can suddenly realize that, oh man, like I've wasted so much time. All that time I was under the same roof as my wife and my kids and I didn't reach out. I didn't sit down and have the conversation. I didn't spend time mm. with them. I was too distracted to do my own thing because I knew that they were just there and then they're not there. And then I just suddenly got this revelation that I could have handled that so much differently. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I suppose a, a, a final thought is just be intentional with your relationships, mm. particularly with those around you. Guys uh, love to work yes. and they love to work hard. And, and it's very easy to get caught in the trap, especially in the professional world where you just, you know, you commit yourself to, you know, your career and your job. And, you know, you have to have the right balance, as you said. Tim. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, this is equally as important for men as well. And uh, it's a good stress relief too. keep the body moving. Um, Steve, your thoughts on that? I think it's a fantastic thing. And even with, um, you know, may, maybe there's limited access to gyms, I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, even isometric, I, I always found isometric exercises, mm. just tensing the muscles and actually doing some, moving in any way is, is good for our bodies, isn't it? Just to get, keep ourselves moving, keep ourselves mobile, just uh, so good and good for our mental health as well. Mm. Really good. Yeah. I know I get angry. I get kind of grumpy if I don't, irritable if I don't exercise for a, a number of weeks. So... You know, it's it's about maintenance. It's a really good thing to do. Uh, and like you said as well, rightly so. I mean, there, there's perhaps restrictions for some people with regards to what's happening in the world right now. But um, whatever you can do, the body is designed to move. We're not just designed to, to sit still and sit in a chair for eight hours a day. And, you know, I guarantee that if you do get moving, uh, you'll feel better for it. And as Steve said, the mental health aspect of that is huge as well. Yeah, it's and you're so true. But also we can combine those two. Go out for a walk and take your wife and kids with you. And that way you can have conversation while you're exercising. Go out on a bike, do whatever it takes. Yeah, it's cool. Well, that leads into the other thing, Des, as well, which is a great, which is a great suggestion of doing it as a family and making this something yeah. that as in 2022, this is what we do as a family now. And it helps the whole family. Yeah to set a precedence of, you know, and we don't have to go nuts in the gym and, you know, be sprinters and whatever. It's just we're, we're an active family. And we, we take opportunity. Also, we can also handle uh, stressful conversations better if we're walking, can't we? Right. So we're side to side. We're yes. Not, we're not so yes, that's a good point. Confrontational. Side. Right. Yeah. Good point. I like that. Uh, number three, yeah. keep yeah. eating healthily. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure where to go with that one. Easier said than done. <laughs> Well, number three is actually mine. I've made a made a resolution for the rest of my life not to overeat and to watch what I eat. Mm. And, you know, I've got to go weight. And I finally want to get there. 
and not letting go of this goal this time. So um, we feel much better if our if we're eating the right things, mm. and you know we feel much better once we're at the right weight. Yeah. yeah, it's again about thinking ahead, isn't it? And as someone who is, I'm I'm 48. For those who don't know, been in the fitness thing for about 30 years, and a lot of a lot of my benefits now at my age have come from the fact that it's been consistency um, over the last 30 years. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't always been very restrictive. I've allowed myself moments to mm-hmm. go, you know, and have the things mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Yeah. But for the most part, we're back on the discipline mm-hmm. and it's just consistency. And and again, that takes intentionality. Mm-hmm. And so if you're wanting to do a shift this year in 2022, it will be, it will have to be an active kind of whether I prepare my meals on the weekend or I know what I'm having each night, so I'm not just picking up or going for the quickest, unhealthiest option just to fill a gap. I, I have a thought plan and a, a plan in place that I can stick I, to. I love you guys. You guys are my <laughs> hero. Because I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> I, whatever's convenient is what I eat. And you know, and, I, and I must admit, you know, I don't eat particularly healthy and, and you do regret it. And so it does affect my weight, etc. But... Uh, but one of the things I did do, and I just wanted to raise it, was during last year, I did a 10-day water fast. And it was a spiritual experience, but also, obviously, it was a weight loss experience too. And, and I just encourage guys to think about that in their world. Um, take the time to set aside a few days or you know, cut out one meal a, a day or something, something that is a spiritual goal, um, and spend that time reading and and. Uh, you know, communicating with our father and and you know, that's a really good stepping stone for 2022. I love that, Des, and, and if you don't mind, I'm going to embellish on that. So what I've done for a lot of my last sort of five to ten years has been intermittent fasting, which is a bit of a catchphrase now at the moment. But um, So for me, it's basically skipping breakfast, but that allows my prayer time on the morning to be on an empty tummy. Um, then I do the first part of my day on an empty stomach and then I don't eat until about one or two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I just find that that, again, as you get past the 40 years of age, that that period on the morning where you're not eating mm-hmm. is good for chewing up some of your fat stores yeah. and and can actually help reduce what's happening around your middle as your metabolism starts slowing as you get a little bit older. So the intermittent fasting thing, I think, is um, a good mm-hmm. thing from a physical perspective, but as you're saying, does as well a spiritual perspective and a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Um, which, let's be honest, a lot of us when we come to fasting, it's a bit of it's a bit bittersweet, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like we like the mm-hmm. idea of it, we know it's a good thing to do, yeah. but the reality of doing it is <laughs> the discipline, <laughs> and it's not yeah, always that right. easy. <laughs> That's right. So I like that. Keep eating healthy. There you go. Now this is an interesting one, number four, because who would have thought that this simple discipline? Yeah. And it's been proven scientifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know the science behind it. Maybe you can speak into this, Steve. I'm not sure. I'm not putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. But making your bed every day is so good for you mm-hmm. and, and for some reason helps us to be disciplined more throughout the day. Yeah, well, it's about achieving things, I think. And I think if you're in the military, in the military forces, you, it's one of the first things you learn. It's one of the first things you have to get right. And to get it right is, you know, it's, it, there's a bit of work involved. But just being able to tick things off, mm. I've achieved something, yeah. I've done something. And just the cleanliness, I, I know, making your bed, doing the dishes, those kinds of things. Just a, a little bit of order in your life, less chaos in the, yes. in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And first thing in the morning, it's making the bed, then taking my tablets. So <laughs> 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 what happens when you get as old as me. It sounds so silly, but I know for me, when I look in the room in the bedroom's 
like tidier the bed's made and it's done yeah. there's something visually about yeah. that yeah that when i look at it it feels like it's in order mm-hmm. right and i suppose that's what is driving right this sense of order uh, this sense of and, and not you know ocd control no. but just the fact that things are ordered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it starts i suppose with the little things of you know making the bed yeah and then that can have a knock-on effect into well, the my, other areas of our lives my, my father-in-law always says uh structure binds anxiety so if we oh, ha- if we have anxiety go. going on, just a little bit of structure, a little right. bit of uh, is is good, is really good. Okay, yeah. structure binds anxiety. I like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, number five, keep working on my goal setting, and uh, I'm going to just start this one off, fellas, by saying uh, the cliched quote, which is they didn't plan to fail, they failed to plan, mm-hmm. and it is a cliche to some degree, but it is true, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't plan and we don't set goals, yeah. We do tend to just find ourselves doing the same things every year and not making progress. It comes back to that word intentional before. Intentionality. You know, the, the intentionality yes. is really yeah. important, isn't it? And, you know, also it's coming about the fact that we do fail in, in some of our goals, but let's not give up. Let's be resilient. Let's come back to it. It might be one in 20. You know, you just if we keep coming back, if you're trying to give up smoking or trying to diet or whatever you're trying to do, just keep going uh, because you will you, you will end up achieving your goal if you don't give up. Can, can I ask each of you uh, around this space, um, because I think it's actually really important in the fact that well, we're, we're all getting on in life, let's be honest, right? Okay. And and for me, there's there's not really been that many years, particularly when I was younger, where I actually put a lot of effort into thinking about mm-hmm. this, right? And I didn't put a lot of effort into thinking what I actually wanted yeah. out of that year or my life at that mm-hmm. stage in my life. I mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, and to some degree, all of us, we, we have to accept what life gives us, but we can also be intentional with how we shape our life, with what we do with our life. Mm-hmm. And I just maybe just get you guys to sit into that space and speak into that space because the reality is I would say there's a vast percentage of people in life don't actually really think about what they want and how they want to shape their lives. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and I think, I think that's true. And I think that, you know it's just a big uh, roller coaster in lots of ways. And so, you know, there's, I mean, I can look at my life with a degree of shame, I guess, in the sense that I was very fortunate in terms of, you know, the opportunities that have been given. You know, by God, nice to say I was charmed, but, you know, we, we know what the truth is. Uh, but I didn't plan the way I should have planned. I've planned much more as a Christian than I ever did before I became a Christian. And, uh, and and you get much more out of life. I mean, my dad had a saying, and it was better to aim at perfection and miss than to aim at imperfection and hit. And it's, uh, and it's true, you know, set your goals high. Set how you're going to live your life high. And even if you don't achieve everything you want to achieve, at least you know, you're going to achieve more than you would have if you hadn't set those goals. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Because the reality is, again, I don't think we're, there's many people that actually sit down at a young age and go, this is what I want my life to, to be like. Or they might have a think yeah. about it, right? But then, of course, thinking about it is great. But if you don't action it and have a plan as to how you're going to get there, it's never going to happen. Yeah. And then you find yourself at my age or our age mm-hmm. and go, well, I had these dreams when I was 20, but I didn't really mm-hmm. pursue it with any vigor or intentionality and now it's almost too late so i suppose the encouragement is keep working on your goal setting but be specific and and sit down and if you have a faith as well i suppose it's it's prayerfully consider what you want your life to look like what what does that look like with a faith and what what do i 
sense that God might be expecting of me in my life, as much as I have dreams and desires in my own heart, how does that correlate with His plans for my life, and where do mm, they where do they good. where do they cross over? Um, we're looking at um, ten top tips to basically set up your year really well. We're looking at some foundational stuff, and we're five in. We've got another five on the back of uh, the the break, which we're going to take in just a moment. In the meantime, I encourage you just to have a look at the Momentum website, momentumaustralia.org. That is momentumaustralia.org. Find out a bit more about Momentum. If you want to flick us uh, some thoughts about the show, uh, a topic perhaps that you'd like us to explore on the show, uh, and of course, if you'd like to flick us some dollars to keep the show on the air, we'd be really, really appreciative of that. MomentumAustralia.org. Our special guest is Steve Wickham. We're chatting about top 10 tips to set you up in 2022. We've got the other five on the back of this break. We'll be back real soon. Thank you for tuning into Momentum. It's uh, Tim and Des back with you once again for the second part of the uh, the first show for 2022. We are so thrilled that you can join us, and we really hope you get something out of uh, the show today and also right throughout the year as we explore a whole range of topics. And we've explored 38 of them last year, which you can check out at the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Have a listen to some of those, and hopefully they'll bless you and just give you some tips and some wisdom and advice to do life a little bit better. We want to help men succeed in life and uh, you know anything that uh, is uh, successful requires a lot of planning and some foundational work and that's what we're talking about this week with our special guest pastor steve wickham great to have you here steve as we explore these top 10 tips to set up your life really well in 2022 we've looked at the first five in the first half of the show and uh, the first five were simply talk to your family more keep your body moving eating healthily uh, making your bed every day, keep working on your goal setting. Number six is do less and achieve more, which sounds kind of backwards, doesn't it? Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, I think uh, less is more. You know, if you look at a, a half-hour period in your, in your day, if you drop another thing in 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 there, it means mm. that you've got less time to do what you were going to do. So being really intentional, again, intentionality around, you know, um, being, well, what's my purpose? Should I be doing that? Sometimes it's hard to say no. Challenge yourselves. You know, right. Can I say no? Is is it is it God's will for me to do this, mm. um, or should I be quarantining that 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 time and just doing what I'm what I plan to do? Yeah, I, I think. Um, uh, and again, you guys can speak into this space, but I think we're at this this really great stage uh, at the beginning of the year to go. Well, what do I want to be intentional with with my life? You know, what mm. what are some things that perhaps I, I ran myself ragged last year? trying to juggle too many things in my life and it i found myself more stressed more whatever you know the family dynamic would change mm. i suppose this is a great time of year to kind of look at and go maybe i'm going to trim back some of the, the amount of things that i do but invest more into the three or four or five things that are really key in my life yeah i think it was craig Gershell that said you succeed by your no's not by your yeses and I think that's an amazingly powerful statement. You know, you have to learn. And I've heard Brand Houston say that on a number of occasions is, you know, be prepared in your walk as a leader to say, no, I don't, I don't have time. That is not in my agenda. That is not what I am called to do. So the answer is no. And so, you know, we all have to do that at times. I mean, the example for me was when we started Momentum, I was uh, serving at church and and I was you know doing putting a lot of effort into that but it came to the point where I had to say no you know I need that time I need that time for me because I'm doing so many other things and that was a, a reasonable call and some people might criticize me for that but 
that's okay. But but that is okay. And, and I suppose it comes back mm. to then, right, guys, is point number five, which is keep working on my goal setting. So essentially, if we know what our goals are for the year, then when something comes along or we're streamlining our lives, uh, potentially taking on something else or whatever, we go, does this fit with my bigger vision for the year? Yeah. Does this fit with where I yeah. want my life to go this year? Yeah. Because if it's going to take me away from this extra commitment to family time or I want to serve more in church. If this is going to distract from these things that I've already determined yep. are key things in my life, yep. then it's probably better that I say no rather yeah. than just be polite and say yes. Yep. But yeah. I suppose it's yeah. having that, that sense of this is what I'm called to, this is where I want to spend my time. And so do less, achieve more is really going, what are the key things that you, Chris, obviously for all of us, our biggest thing is time. Mm -hmm. We're all time poor. Yeah. And so it's, I suppose, making sure that we're using the time we have each day wisely and in the areas that we feel like we need to be. Uh, number seven, declutter. It's amazing when you look at your house, for most of us, how much stuff yeah. we have. We just collect stuff. Yeah. And while it's not bad to have stuff, having stuff just for the sake of having stuff. <laughs> and then when you, and, and if you've moved house recently, you'll know what it's like. It's yeah. like, why, why have we still got this? This is 15 years old. Or we inherited this from someone and it's still here. Yeah. You know, this and the decluttering I, I found in my life in the stages of decluttering is so freeing. Yeah. So freeing. It speaks to more than just uh, things. It talks about decluttering life. There's so many things in our life that are, invades our lives that we really don't need to have or do. And it's, it's assessing which things are important to us and only doing the things really that are important and getting rid of the decluttering our time. Yeah. So declutter, guys, if you need help with this one, um, there are people around. Now, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist anyway, so I'm pretty good at this. But um, I've learned over the last few years, particularly to streamline my life. And uh, for some of you may know my journey, but I came back from Brisbane last year after five years in Brisbane. And I literally came back with, you know, a boot full of things in my car, which was being transported over the Nullarbor and two suitcases. And that was my life packed up in the boot of a car and two suitcases. And I'll tell you what, it actually felt really awesome because it was everything I needed as opposed to just a bunch of stuff that I had just because I had it. And uh, and well, I think yes. when you get to that point, you go, I actually don't need a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it's just gathering stuff. And, you know, a lot of it now for me is just sentimental stuff and yeah. things from my family or my childhood or my daughter when she was young or whatever. Um, so declutter. Number eight, and this is something that I think Aussies particularly struggle with. We're a hardworking nation and we don't tend to take holidays as often as we perhaps could or should. And number eight is simply have more holidays and work less. Um, you guys, can you can you certainly attest with this? Well, I just think that rest is is an activity we need to be planning in. You know, we need to be you know putting a bit. It's a big rock. Put it in the jar, as Stephen Covey would say. You know, and I think that's really important. Building up, building up reserves. I've heard some people say, and I don't think it was Craig Rochelle, but someone along those lines says that uh, rest is a weapon. Yeah, rest is a weapon. Yes. Yes. And let's yes. be honest, when, when a lot of it, you know, a lot of us can attest to this too, particularly as men, when, when we get to that point where we're carrying too many plates, right, yep. and we find ourselves uh, frustrated, we're irritable, um, you know, uh, we, we don't handle the things of life well yeah. when we get to the end of our tether. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, if we're not regularly having a, what used to be called a sabbatical, yeah. right, but just those periods of rest where we are recharging yeah. 
then we can find ourselves, you know, losing our cool. Yep. Uh, it can cause damage in relationships, you know, uh, and, the, and it simply yep. just mm. could have been avoided by having regular periods mm. of solitude, rest, relaxation. Yep. And, and again, that, Des, as you spoke into before, comes from not being afraid to say no to certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and guarding that time for you. It's a Sunday morning, Des, yeah. you know, whether at that time and go, mm. oh, I could, I could say yes to that, but that means I'm going to lose my two hours where I take the kids to the park or whatever it may be. And again, yeah. we've got to be careful about what we say yes and no to. Mm-hmm. And respecting that Sabbath rhythm. It's a rhythm in every week. It's a, and it's something that we need to we need to prioritise. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. and I know as as men, I know I cra- I crave peace. You know, crave inner peace, and that's where we get it from from that rest, isn't it? Yeah. We need to find it, and we need to make sure we schedule it in mm. and get it done. Number nine is pray more, and um, I, I'm going to I'm just going to start by speaking into this space because it comes off the back of what we were just talking about. I I learnt uh, it was about 2014. I went on a real journey in my faith, and part of that journey was uh, allowing myself the first half an hour of each day to just sit and be still and pray. And I found that you know just having that, even though it was in inverted commas, just a half hour. But having that time in the morning just to sit, be still, and start the day in peace mm-hmm. and in prayer made such a difference in my life. It really did. And I carried that sense of peace and the fact that I felt like I prayed and I committed some stuff to the Lord before I just waltzed into my day. Now, hear me, there's, there's some days where it was maybe five minutes mm-hmm. or 10 minutes in the car instead of the half an hour at home in solitude. But, but there was just this overriding sense of this is good for me. Mm-hmm. It's good that I'm connecting with him, but it's also good for the fact that I spend the first part of my day just being still and in peace. And I carried that into my day, and I'll tell you what, it made such a difference in my life that year. And I can attest to that because I know that you've done more than half an hour on many occasions. <laughs> yes. And it's actually a great, it's actually an inspiration. You're an inspiration to me in, in that, you know, devoting that time to your prayer life, to your devotional life and, and what God, you know, for me, you know, prayer is not just about us sending prayers to, to God. It's also him revealing things to us. Yes. And you've received that. Yes, absolutely. And can I just speak into that space as well for guys who might be going, yeah, I, I find that really tough. Time is whatever, sitting still for that long is really tough. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and, and I just want to say this did not happen for me overnight. I remember the first time that I was still and a minute felt like half an hour. You know, yes. and it, it, it's, it's a, it is a discipline of just sitting and pushing through those awkward moments and going up and not really hearing anything. Yeah. My mind's wandering off. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've yeah. got a million things to do. Oh, that thing just popped up. I need to go and get bananas and bread on the yeah. way home or whatever it might be. Like, yes. it, but, but persist with that because yeah. the benefits that you will find over a period of time will far outweigh those, those totally. little niggles initially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly, you know, for me, I, I, mean, I honestly admit, and I guess most men would admit that, you know, it's very hard to sit for half an hour and pray. But, you know, I, I find that, you know, any time that I have that is free, free you know, just talk to God. Just unburdening what you have in your world. Whether it's five minutes, thirty minutes, whatever it is, just take the opportunity. And, you know, when I'm going to the office or whatever I'm doing, um, just talk to God. 
instead of listening to stupid radio or, <laughs> <laughs> or listen to momentum thanks Des. uh no but yeah, in, in seriousness i mean uh, for, for me can i just say the starting point of the day was always that the end of the day was always that but the bible talks about praying without ceasing mm. and i think is is what you're ex- talking about there days yeah. it might just be a hey you know, Lord, I'm going into this meeting. It's really important. Can you please help me? Yeah. Um, you know, or going through the day, I need to make some choices here. And can you help me with some wise choices? Help me to make some decisions. Yeah. Help me to honor you in what I'm about to do. And it is just that constant sense of communion because if we're spirit-filled, then the word says that um, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives within us. Mm-hmm. And so we can we have access to yep. that whenever we want to, yep. whenever we think about it, essentially. Yes. And so it's, exactly. it is just being intentional. Again, there's that word, but intentional about getting that sense of the Lord is with me wherever I go, mm-hmm. and he is there to help me if I call on him. Yeah. So why don't I call on Amen. him at times throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? And yet and it's just that it thought right. of doing it. There's another spiritual practice. Uh, step 11 of the 12-step program talks about a conscious contact with God. Right. So that's a practice as well and being consciously in contact with God. So right. it's it's, yeah. it's not just, again, sending the prayers up, but it's also receiving from him and being in contact with him. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the final thing we've got for you, the final tip this week, number 10, do more things that bring you joy. I love this. I love this. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm just going to start this part of the conversation and say I, I was not good at this for many years. I was on the, the wheel of you know work and kids and family and church. And while some, there was joy obviously attached to some of that, but it was like, and maybe guys listening right now and you guys can speak into this space as well. When you're in that season with the family and it's full on, often the things that we want to do, our hobbies or the whatevers, they just, be, for lack of time and attention, they just kind of get shelved. And, you know, then yeah. you get into your 40s and your 50s and the motorbike makes a reappearance or the golf clubs get dusted out of the shed and come <laughs> back out. And, and then you go, why did I not do more of this? Uh, and, yeah. and again, it comes yeah, back to this, this self-preservation, which we've talked about on the show before for guys to go, you know what, it, it's actually good for you to take an hour or two each week, whether it's a Saturday, Sunday, whatever works for your family, to actually have some time to yourself doing the things that bring you joy. It's good for your headspace. Yep. It's good for your heart space. Mm-hmm. It's good for everybody's mm-hmm. mental mental <laughs> yeah. well-being in the family. When when dad's <laughs> uh, when dad or husband is in a good spot, you know, it just it makes the house flow a little bit happier. Yes, definitely. And uh, our families want us to be lit up, lit up from within. We are lights of the world. And, you know, I think this whole issue of uh, if we don't care for ourselves, we can't care for others. And mm. there are people that are depending on, our, uh, on us, aren't there? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, um, and it combines the one that we started off with in terms of our family. You know, whenever I was uh, a young dad, I, I loved playing golf. And so my boys came out and played golf with with me, and we had so much fun as, you know, lads doing it together, and uh, but so many fond memories, and it helped shape their character, it helped shape their personalities, and all that sort of stuff. So, joy isn't necessarily isolated to yourself; it's it's an attitude of mind in some cases. But I love that as well, Des, and and you, I think one of you guys mentioned it before about. Um, you know, if, if you want to get out and do some exercise this year, maybe it's on a Saturday morning, we all go out, uh, you know, to the park and we do yeah. something that brings us all a bit of joy. But we get the whole family connected. Uh, uh, but then there's other times where it might be something that's just appropriate for you and not to feel mm-hmm. guilty about that and go, you know, and, and wives, if you're listening as well, just encourage you to allow hubby into that mm-hmm. space because if it fills his cup and brings him joy yeah. uh, and it's not detracting from mm-hmm. you guys as a family, yeah. 
um, allow him into that space because he will come back a better man. Definitely. He'll come back a happier yes. man and everybody benefits yes, from yes. that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's the top 10 tips we've got for you. Just quickly recapping, uh, talk to the family more, keep the body moving, keep eating healthily, make your bed every day, work on your goal setting, do less, achieve more, declutter, have more holidays, pray more, and do more things that bring you joy. And I reckon, guys, that they are 10 good things that guys can implement as they start 2022. Some things to think about and um, streamline your life this year uh, for the benefit of you and for your family and for those around you. We'll put these up on the website, MomentumAustralia.org. You can also hear this chat again at MomentumAustralia.org and previous episodes of the show as well. And our special guest today has been Steve Wickham, Pastor Steve Wickham. If you Google Steve Wickham Counselor, you can come across Steve's website and he's got a blog and all sorts of stuff on there. He's got a whole bunch of stuff and wisdom that you can glean from as well. Steve Wickham Counselor, if you Google him. And check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. That is it for this week. Tim and Des wrapping up this week's show. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Des. That's great. Great to be here again. And we'll be back next week. We will catch you next week on Momentum. In the meantime, I encourage you to check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.